Hallmarkies podcast. This is the episode where we talk about the non-Hallmark related Christmas content that we're getting. And we are covering a lot this episode. We're covering Lifetime, Netflix, Disney Plus. So strap in. It's very exciting. <laughs> we're going for it. And I'm film director Rachel Wagner and Amy's here. Hello. Yes. How are you doing? Are you enjoying this Thanksgiving week? Yes. It's nice to be off of school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This might might be airing on Thanksgiving itself so or the day after one or the other I'm not sure but uh happy Thanksgiving to everybody happy Thanksgiving <laughs> yay and hopefully if you're having a more solo Thanksgiving than you have in the past you can listen to the podcast and just really enjoy it so uh that will be great and uh, so yeah we had had a really strong start but I have to say I don't know about you but I feel like lifetime has really been hurting they at that first weekend they were very strong but compared to hallmark it is not even close so far would you agree or is that too strong a statement? well i really haven't watched any hallmark left i've watched like four <laughs> of the hallmark um so i have to say so far i mean i've and then with up i've only watched there's only been like four so there's mm -hmm. really not a lot to yeah. compare the um, the lifetime movies are way more acquisitions you can tell mm -hmm. uh and i don't know if they're kind of gonna they're saving a lot of their uh their original content for after thanksgiving yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you can just tell with the budgets and with other things and yeah there's one that I really didn't like that we're going to talk about. The other one was fine, but I really didn't like one movie. And it, as I would like to say, it took me to a dark place. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about it. And you might enjoy it. And that's great. And, uh, but that's just my opinion. And here on the <laughs> podcast, we have all different opinions. And uh, so let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about A Taste of Christmas. This was on Lifetime Channel. This stars Ani Kruger, Giles Marini, Nia Verdalos, and basically a cameo. Um, and it's when Natalie learns her cousin Francesca must cancel the Christmas Eve opening of her new Italian restaurant. Natalie's heart goes out to all of the guests planning to attend. That's all these, uh, the summary that we got, which is not a very good summary. No. Um, but basically there's more, she ends up, she ends up offering to host a bunch of carolers uh, that are away that are from Italy, I think. And uh, she starts to get pretty chummy with this chef. And then there's also the romance between, uh, was that her niece? No, she just was in the town just a friend okay I can yeah anyway there's a little romance between two teenagers mm -hmm. uh and so amy what was your overall thoughts about this movie i liked it but at the same time it was very like far-fetched i guess it was just a uh -huh. little because the thing is so this snowstorm in italy prevented like everyone from doing something in christmas so my thought process is what is the chances of in the same small town the ants in italy can't come home the choir is from italy can't go home and the boy the teenage boy who was working he couldn't see his family because he couldn't get to italy because of the storm there was way too many people in this town 
that a snowstorm in Italy impacted this tiny yeah. town. <laughs> Tropical Storm Megan was not kind to yeah. the Italians in this movie. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what uh, is that? Why? How many people can be impacted by this Italy snowstorm? Yeah. Yeah. I also thought that the script was pretty bad in this movie. I thought the dialogue was not great. Like people don't talk like they talked in this movie very much. And I thought they just woefully underused Nia Vidalos. I mean, uh, she, have you ever seen My Big Fur Greek Wedding? Have you ever seen yeah. that? She's... I mean, I love that movie. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, and she can be so funny. And she's just a cameo in this movie. Hardly in it at all. She's bar- it's. I was genuinely concerned at the beginning that it was only going to be phone calls the entire time. Yeah. But she didn't show up until like the end of the movie that she was actually there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the My Christmas Inn you know, where they advertised Jack Kay and Tim Reed oh, for, yeah. that they were going to be in the movie. And you think, oh, sister, sister reunion. So fun. Mm-hmm. And they were on Skype the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, what exactly. Are doing? Um, and yeah, she was kind of a frustrating character because she was so helpless. I mean, she can't reheat lasagna without burning down her house. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I know there's not knowing how to cook, but I feel like any intelligent human can reheat any adult that lives on their own knows how to use a microwave (laughs) right (laughs) I mean um yeah and the the I thought the carolers were not up to snuff if they're supposed to be these carolers from Italy then they needed to be better than that and it was like they were so so depressed about missing Christmas in Italy and I get being home from your family is hard on in Christmas but they knew they were taking this trip awfully close like it's not like they were abducted or something like they were acting like also is there genuinely that big of snowstorms in Italy that would close (laughs) for like five days close airports well there's like in northern Italy like the Italian Alps there's there's like mountains and snow (laughs) and stuff like they even had the Olympics there not too long ago I forget the name of the town but um but yeah so they do have snow there but but it was like a long period of time they were stuck though yeah and it takes a lot to like close down international travel for that long yeah like, when there's not covid or something like that. well yeah that's true um, <laughs> um but uh the the best part about this movie by far in my opinion at least was the little teen romance was yeah, they really, really cute. cute they were really cute he definitely, I liked them way better than the adults yeah he definitely should not have taken the advice of the chef at all <laughs> but other than that they were really they were really cute um yeah I liked their little romance. It was fun. And mm-hmm. we don't normally get younger mm-hmm. incorporated as much, younger romances as much. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the th- parts I thought was a little odd is that they wanted the teenage boy to fix all of the plumbing in this restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there's, there is no plumber in this town. <laughs> like, and it was weird too, because the whole scene where the pipes burst Mm-hmm. Like usually that joke is like he gets all sprayed with water, then the girl comes, click, 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 she figures it out, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the joke of like, you didn't think I could do it, ha ha. ha. But instead, they were like, we're just gonna make her even more wet, <laughs> even more. <laughs> it's funny. 
like, you kind of missed the joke, <laughs> right? I was like, uh-huh. everyone is wet now. Okay, now what? <laughs> um, and cuddly and making the pasta and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, I did. It was really yeah. cute. Yeah, that was another highlight. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Dory, our friend Dory, would probably hate that scene, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really wants this like special olive oil that you can only get in, in Italy. Whereas, like, the thing about that is that like there's nothing that you can't have shipped overnight. Like, I'm sorry, maybe in COVID, but other than that, <laughs> any kind of product like that you can have delivered in this day and age <laughs> i mean maybe if it was like super fragile maybe or like something if that they were break. out or something like it was back ordered yeah you can even get like ice cream sent across the country you can get yeah. the stuff that you think you wouldn't be able to now it's it's very common in fact i just got uh in um uh, there's these cookies that they only sell in New York state called Malamars, which are my favorite cookie. They're really good. <laughs> um, and just for a lark, I decided to order some off of Amazon. And uh, so I ordered three boxes of Malamar cookies and they came in the mail from New York state. I mean, things like that. You can do that all tons of stuff like that <laughs> these days. So I find it hard to believe that he couldn't get this oil. I know. That's why I was like, really? Especially if he runs, if he's a chef, like I would think a chef, a chef would have especially good connections and an Italian chef, no less. If he had just come from Italy, why didn't he bring some with him? Yeah, if it was that like crucial to his mojo, I don't know. Um, But uh, and then we get kind of the the end. He burns his the dessert um and then so then they serve the cookies to the carolers and uh, so that's kind of like he is i guess flawed too like just like she burned everything he burns everything i guess i don't know but yeah it wasn't the best movie but mm, it had a few moments i yeah uh i'll give this one uh 2.5 crowns yeah, that's also what I gave it, 2.5, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about The Princess Switch 2, switched <laughs> again. And this is on Netflix, and I uh, did a review over on my channel, if you want to hear more of my thoughts over there. This stars Vanessa Hudgens, Sam Palladino, and Nick Sager, and it is when Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montenero and hits a rough patch with Kevin, it's up to her double, Stacy, to save the day before a new lookalike party girl, Fiona, foils their plans. Did you get to see this? Uh, yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> these, um, what is it? The Netflix Christmas universe, I guess. Yeah. Because it's like this and then the prince for christmas series or whatever it is yeah the other one um they just are continually with every year getting more and more ridiculous yeah but i love it (laughs) that's what i said in my review i said this is completely ridiculous it knows it is it camps it up it has fun with it 
if that's not your thing, this is not going to be for you. But if it is, you'll have a really good time. I mean, she was basically Cruella DeVille yes. as this cousin. She was hilarious. She might as well have had one of those, like, like one of those long cigarettes, like Cruella has, you know, yeah. and, and they, they're just like, darling, <laughs> Duh. It was so good though. I was it's like so tacky. Oh. Yeah, but it was so good. She did such a good job with all three of them. I thought they were all funny. Yeah. 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 Especially basically this movie had two jobs to do. It needed to make me laugh with the campy ridiculousness. And it needed a hot hot guys to enjoy. <laughs> and it provided it on both counts. <laughs> And they are very, very attractive. Sam Palladino, Nick Sager, very good looking and very swoon worthy. And all the stuff with Kevin and Margaret was very swoon worthy. And <laughs> their little like dates and stuff. And, and then everything with, uh, with Stacy's guy, I can't think of his name, uh, where Prince. they're married <laughs> and the trying Prince. to figure things out. Yeah, just a handsome guy. He he was really good. And but I just I loved Fiona. She was so funny. I thought. And her two little henchmen are they <laughs> like were cruel just, to Bill. Like it really was. Exactly. That's like the whole yeah. time I was like, oh my goodness, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, if you like a little bit of camp in your Christmas, if you like a little bit of ridiculousness, then you'll enjoy this There was this also really film. cute romance in this, Yeah, too. really cute romance. And I have like to say. A little bit more heat than we get in Hallmark. Uh, you know, just a, nothing, nothing goes to anything, but just a little, a little bit more. I mean, we do have one of the couples is married, so come on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's... I really, I, I mean, went fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm very proud of the fact that it is currently at 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yay! <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> Way to go, fellow critics. And I think this Nick Sager, he is so attractive. <laughs> I mean, he's a good, I think he's a talented actor too, but I just think, I mean, and especially because he's like a dad in this, and, you know, he's very thoughtful. I really liked him a lot. He did a good job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so very good. How how many crown? I mean, how many stars would you give this? I gave it four. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think I forget what see, what did I give it on Rotten Tomatoes? I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's comparing it to all other movies, not comparing it to TV movies. Um, so my my rubric's a little bit different. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll go with you and do a four, four out of five for switched again, the princess switch or whatever. It was totally fun. Princess switch princess, switched again. Yeah, that's called. right. Princess <laughs> switched again. Also, she looked fabulous. The, I, her coronation outfit was beautiful. Her dress, I thought she looked oh, yeah. really good. So very well done on that one. All right. Well, would, would you watch a third one? <laughs> yes, I would. Absolutely. <laughs> but we, Princess. But I don't know. Can you have quadruplet look like? I mean, come on. Can, no, is that going too far? Since they've started this like cinematic universe thing, could they bring in either her character from the night movie 
or bring in the princess what is the other series of movies that's yeah, like three or the four christmas prince christmas prince bring that in and have the next movie be like a crossover christmas movie we're, we're talking yeah. about like the infinity war of christmas movies right now yeah <laughs> yeah that would be good i i i see i was a little disappointed in the night one last year because it, to me it didn't lean into camp enough it wasn't funny enough it was a little bit too serious um, and, it, and maybe my, my expectations were just too high on that one, but this one totally delivered for me on, on what I wanted out of it. So way to go. Well then. All right. <clears throat> so we're, I'm going to give my little review for another film on Netflix. This is just short 40 minutes, uh, called alien Xmas. <laughs> and this is an animated stop motion film. And it's on Netflix, and uh, it is has the voices of Dee Bradley Baker, who's a big famous voice talent, and Barbara Goodson and a bunch of other people. And it's when extraterrestrials attempt to steal Earth's gravity, only the gift-giving spirit of Christmas and a small alien named X can save the world. And really, it's 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 more about this alien who is taught to steal. That's what he knows. He's a klepto alien. And so he ends up being given as kind of a doll to this little girl. And she kind of teaches him to not steal and be nice and, you know, be Christmassy. It's really cute. It's very similar in, in story to Lilo and Stitch, you know, where Lilo gets Stitch and kind of has to teach him to be not insane. Um, kind of similar. It's similar to that. It's not as... Leland and Stitch goes to some pretty dark places, you know, with them, uh, with her parents being dead and, and uh, them going to lose the house. And, you know, so there's some pretty dark stuff in Leland and Stitch. Uh, it doesn't do quite that, but nevertheless, it's kind of a similar idea. And I thought this was really cute. I mean, I love animation. I love stop motion animation, but it's such a hallmark of, of, Christmas and the Christmas season to have you know stop motion animated special there were so many going back to like your Rudolphs and your uh the town without Santa Claus and and uh and even my um uh the um, Nestor the long-eared donkey which is ridiculous but I like it um and uh and so I, I feel like this is a worthy entry in that kind of in that tradition of a short film uh stop motion animation uh and it's cute like as he becomes better his color starts he starts to change colors and get like more color he's kind of gray and then he changes as he's it's cute it's really cute and uh and so i recommend it i think the families will really enjoy it and like i said it's only 42 minutes so not too much of a commitment so i would give it four stars for alien xmas uh, all right. Well, we've hemmed and hawed. Now we have to talk about homemade Christmas on Lifetime Channel. Ooh. Ooh. Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Peaceful thoughts. Can... <laughs> um, this stars Michelle Argonis and Travis Nelson, who I'm sure are lovely humans. My thoughts on this movie has nothing to do with them. 
Uh, it's just my feelings. Um, so it's every year, Megan, an ambitious young woman, uses the weeks leading up to Christmas to become the ultimate holiday freelance assistant for hire, helping with any Christmas-related tasks for extra income. But when the opportunity arrives to save a Christmas party and dazzle her crush, she must choose between the man of her aspirations and Mr. Wright. That is not a very good explanation of this movie. I wish we'd gotten that movie. That's not what this movie is. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's kind of almost a mute point to talk about the plot of this movie because I just found both of the lead characters to be so irritating. I disliked them both so much that it was really hard for me to 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 finish it. I just I thought they were both so entitled, and so irritating, and I just really disliked them. And so it almost doesn't even matter what the plot was for me because I just, yeah, I did not like either of them, to be honest. Okay. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the plot then. Yeah. It didn't okay. start for the first 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like this plot, like it dragged and I was watching yeah. this late at night. So it just made it worse. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, are we going to get, is there a point? here so basically what the real plot is not this plot that i just read the real plot is that megan goes to work on the christmas trees of this toy store she gets there and there's happens to be another megan that they're hiring that same day that happens to be a little bit late that is a uh she's a marketing professional this this other megan well the toy guy doesn't realize that the tree megan lady is not the marketing Megan lady. And so he introduces her to the to their investor as the marketing investor lady. And so then they they basically they they it is presented as they are desperate and so they're offering to pay her over five thousand dollars in order to pretend to be Megan mm -hmm. for the the pitch that they're going to do. And she is just so insufferable about the whole thing. And I'm like, man, if somebody wanted to pay me $5,000 to pretend to do this, mm -hmm. sign me up, you know? And she didn't have to go along with it if she really didn't want to do yeah. it. One of the things I was and, like, why are you doing it then if you are just, you don't want to just say no. Like, And honestly, like what investor in the world is not going to be like, okay, this is the correct Megan. Sorry, we introduced you to the wrong one. There was a miscommunication. Here's the correct one. Okay, fine. That's great. Do a good job. <laughs> like, That's, that is just yeah. so ridiculous. This whole movie could have been explained away in 15 minutes. Yeah, like, easy. Just... <sighs> oh, goodness. And if he's going to be, like, he's so particular about what he wants. Like, I don't really understand why he needed this pitch person to begin with. If, if he has this idea of what he wants for this company, then he should just do it himself. He's perfectly mm -hmm. capable of doing it himself. And so he was irritating. He calls her up at all times of the day, all, you know, and, and that's supposed to be somehow appealing. We're supposed to like him. And he, I mean, he is so lucky that he has any investors at all for an old timey toy store. Are you kidding me? And he's, he wants it to like, I don't know what he wanted exactly with the toy store. Like he wanted to expand, but he didn't want to expand. And he he's upset about things being set up differently. 
uh, which is the whole reason why do you hire a Christmas yeah, why did you hire her if you didn't want her to do her job but then, but then she's really annoying about any idea that she has and <laughs> I felt for the chase guy the wrong guy who's supposed to be your bad man of business because I'm like he makes sense he's sensible he he's He's like actually trying to be helpful and and like help her. And the only reason that we don't like him is because literally they're telling us that we shouldn't like him. But he was completely reasonable. I thought. <laughs> I'm just like I'm so on bad. the side of Chase, <laughs> Mr. Business. Uh, and I I just like I said, I just found her so irritating and it's not the fault of any of the actresses. It's just the way those, the character was written was very annoying to me. And um, I just said in my notes, how's the evil corporate guy more likable than the little guy in this movie? <laughs> and uh, then uh, there was one scene where that you can tell this is an acquisition did you like that one scene where he spills coffee on himself and he changes mm -hmm. shirts? I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, that's an acquisition. <laughs> um, and there's like a really, really long snowball fight in this movie. And even that wasn't charming. Even that I was irritated with them. I'm like, if you don't want to get in a snowball, don't be in a snowball fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, there was so many frustrating things about this movie. Yes. We could go on forever, but... <laughs> yeah we probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah i just really didn't like it i give it a one yeah, one star one. it's literally at the bottom of my list right next to crafty christmas yeah. romance so i would rather watch crafty christmas romance <laughs> i would <laughs> i would rather watch it than this because that was just boring yeah like they were fine that was just a little boring whereas this, this was, was actively <laughs> irritating to me yeah and so it gets 52 on my that's how many christmas movies i've watched 52 so far um, this year on and it's 23 i think 52 and my bottom three are christmas on wheels crafty christmas romance and then way below is only christmas i'd be shocked if anything comes out that i like less than i hope not oh uh, but uh yeah so there we go well let's talk about dolly parton christmas on the square you, you didn't get to see this no i did oh you did okay um so this movie it stars dolly parton christine baranski treat williams and it's an embittered scrooge of a woman plans to sell her small town regardless of the consequences to the people who live there and I gave this movie a diamond ring in our preview show. I was really excited about it because I love Dolly. And I think she's just such a sweetheart and such a good person. And even whenever you hear about things that are going wrong, she's like trying to make a difference and trying to help. And she has her imagination library in Dollywood. And she's just and a great songwriter. I love her. I love Steel Magnolias. I love 9 to 5. I love, I love Dolly. So I was, and it seems like such a brilliant move to me to, to cast Christine Bransky as like a Scrooge type. She's so fun. Mm -hmm. But this movie didn't really work for me. And I feel like I need to talk about some spoilers. So if people haven't seen the movie, then stop. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it and then we'll say stop. And then we'll talk about a spoiler thing that I didn't like. But overall, what was your overall, overall thoughts about this movie? 
So I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I liked the music. I really did. Um, I liked most of the actors were really good. Um, mm-hmm. I identified with one of the characters in a personal way, which I'm not going to talk about on the podcast, but I really did identify with one of the characters. Um, the thing is though, this movie to me didn't scream movie. It screamed stage. It was very disconnected in a movie aspect. I felt like I was watching a live recording of a stage show. Yeah, no, it did. It felt almost like one of those live musicals. Yeah, exactly. Like Reese Live or or those kinds of things. It felt like that to me. Uh, And so yeah i i i liked some of the music as well i feel this movie is you feel like you're kicking a kitten when you're talking make when you're criticizing this movie because it was obviously made with like huge the best of intentions huge love uh so <laughs> um i i get that and i did like i said i did like the the music in general and the overall uh kind of positive feeling amongst the whole thing um so all right, I won't, so here we're going to talk about a spoiler, but there's a whole plot in this movie about Christine Bransky's character when she was uh, like 16, 17. And she is very bitter about it. And turns out that the, the pastor in the town was that baby. And at least to me, I felt like the message kind of, cause she, the, like her father takes the baby away and gives it. And she's saying, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And the message in the end to me was saying, oh, he really did do the right thing. He saw what was right. And that's not okay. Like I am huge on adoption. I support adoption. I love adoption, but you don't take anyone's baby away from them that is wrong. It doesn't matter if things turned out okay in the end, that is wrong. Uh, the adoption only works if the birth mother willfully agrees, if the birth mother agrees to, uh, to have someone else uh, adopt her child. You can't, you don't take anyone's baby from them. That is wrong. <laughs> and that really bothered me. And I just thought, how, can, how are we supposed to be looking at her father as some kind of good person and who believed in this town and and stole her baby from her no i didn't like it that so bothered me this have you re- watched dolly harton dolly parton's heartstrings series on netflix yet Mm-mm, no okay this movie felt like they took about three episodes and combined the stories mm-hmm. a lot because that storyline is in one of the episodes of dolly parton's oh, heartstrings it's a uh-huh. little bit different the dad's more of like an evil character in that episode but still it felt like she took some of the storylines that were in the heartstring series which is an amazing series i love that series i want them to do another season um and put them in this movie kind of and it it was just a little weird a little disjointed um yeah but i didn't i I did love the music and the dancing Mm -hmm. and had amazing cast um, I kind of saw the her him being her son thing. I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that is true. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, the thing I didn't see coming though was Janine Mason's character, Felicity. I didn't at first think at all she was gonna be an angel. Like oh, that, yeah. I didn't see coming at all. Mm-hmm. And I love Janine Mason. I think she did awesome in this movie. I, I really, mm-hmm. she is one of my favorite actresses. Um, 
I just wish she's one so you think you can dance and she was one of the characters who danced the least in the entire movie oh, I see I'm, I'm unfamiliar with her yeah so she's one so you think you can dance but she oh. hardly danced in this movie <laughs> and I was like looking yeah. forward to the movie so much because I wanted to see her dance more because mm. like obviously when I saw her in Grey's Anatomy and Roswell New Mexico she's not dancing as those characters right. um so in this movie, I was like, oh, she's going to be dancing and she's going to be singing. Yeah. And I was looking for so much more of that. And she was one of the, she didn't dance that much. I was like, what? What did you think about that whole song with Christine Baranski and the little girl at the bar? I thought that sounds so odd. Very okay. strange. It was very odd. And also, did no one say, hey, maybe we shouldn't have a little kid pour alcohol? Yeah, it was so weird and, and they kind of joke about it like oh this this is weird but then they go through it <laughs> especially if we're being like such a a overtly christian faith-centered film like i'd say this is a faith-based film and uh and and so for it to be so overtly that way and then a little girl <laughs> pouring the whiskey was just very strange yeah i was all a singing like a song together and it wasn't it was it her grandfather that was sitting at the table or her uncle or something I was like why didn't she, why didn't the adult come pour the alcohol yeah, well he comes in later like they start it's just the two of them I think well there was a guy sitting at one of the tables in the bar was there when uh, she walked in and I don't know if she said oh uh, that's my uncle or oh that's my grandpa or something like that I'm mm -hmm. like why didn't he pour the alcohol why are they letting the little girl <laughs> pour the and then she pours herself some chocolate milk and I was like yeah and they're like toast i think they even cheered each other it's very strange um but yeah i'm, I'm sure that breaks a lot of health code there <laughs> going on thankfully uh yeah uh, so i i gave this in my review on my blog i gave it a three out of ten um so uh but as far as with tv movies i I will give it a two out of five, I guess, stars. So I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Okay. But yeah. So let us know if you've seen it, what you thought about it. It has, I think, a pretty high Rotten Tomatoes score. So evidently I'm one of the only naysayers, but it's, uh, so I understand that. But anyway, that's just our thoughts on I, the film. I'd rather see it on stage the movie was weird <laughs> yeah yeah very... i would too i'd rather see it on stage yeah so. yeah <laughs> all right our last film to talk about is just me sharing my thoughts on the lego star wars holiday special and this you can see my full review also over on my channel uh, this is on disney plus and this has a ton of different voice talent uh and then it's ray leaves her friends to prepare for life day as she sets off on an adventure to gain a deeper knowledge of the force at a mysterious temple she is hurled into a cross timeline adventure will she make it back in time for life day have you ever heard of the star wars the star wars holiday special yes and i've never watched any of them <laughs> okay no there's just one 
So the Star Wars holiday special is kind of infamous for, for being a total train wreck and disaster. Oh, okay. Kind of reached that cult status of sort of so bad it's good kind of level. It's really bad. There's just like random people singing weird things and, and, and uh, Mark Hamill looks bizarre. Is this Lego Star Wars though, I thought? No, no, no. This is the original Star Wars holiday special. I think it was in 1979 or something like that. It was right after the original Star Wars. And like George Lucas, he like tried to have all the copies destroyed (laughs) so much. And I mean, it's, it's one of those films with such like a cult cult following because it's so bad. It's, it's good kind of a thing like the room or, or, you know, one of these movies. And, uh, and so here they're having this lego star wars holiday special mm-hmm. and they do have a few tie-ins to the star wars holiday special like life day and because they're not actually celebrating christmas because mm-hmm. star wars technically is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away so i don't think they even have christmas okay because it's jesus wasn't like there and <laughs> in that planet right so they don't have christmas is what i'm trying to say in star wars because they don't have jesus in star wars (laughs) this is getting very deep contemplative here anyway they have life day and life day is something that chewbacca and his family and the other wookies celebrate is life day and that's pretty much the only real connection that they have to the original star wars special in this star wars special uh, this is that life day is part of it, not Christmas. So anyway, and, <laughs> but you still have like, they're wearing, uh, they're wearing holiday sweaters and, mm-hmm. and there's, this is pretty much just an attempt by star Wars to make fun of themselves and to laugh and make you laugh. It's only, it's, it's 44 minutes. And there's a lot of jokes about, uh, the star Wars sequels with thing a lot of jokes about the emperor and if the rise of skywalker the emperor returns and there's a lot of jokes about that um there's a point where you get two darth vaders and they're kind of fighting against each other and that's funny there's also two han solos at a certain point there's old han solo and young han solo and that's funny and they're like three they're like there for life day um there were quite a few funny jokes. I laughed a lot. There's also this other show on Cartoon Network called Robot Chicken. And Robot Chicken did a series of Star Wars spoofs and satire mm-hmm. that, that's more R-rated, but it's probably a little bit funnier. But still, like this made me laugh quite a bit. And uh, and this is something you can watch with like your whole family and just have a good laugh together, which I appreciate. And uh, the animation is nothing special. It's fine, uh, but it's... No, not great. Um, and then the the main flaw I would have with this movie is that the voice cast, and they have some people coming back, like Kelly me Kelly Marie Tran, and a few other people, Anthony Daniels, Billy Dee Williams. Some people come back from and play their voice their parts, but most of the others are people trying to imitate the actors, particularly the Daisy Ridley voice actress. I thought it was not great. And, uh, and so I thought all the voice acting was kind of weak, which surprised me because usually that's something that Disney is really careful about to make sure they have consistency in voices. I've went to a whole panel at D23 about that, about how they have, uh, how they have 
their sort of um, a gallery of voices to sound like you know the original performers anyway it was and so that was a, a flaw that i noticed at least um and you know humor is always super subjective and i don't think this is for a non this is you're only gonna laugh if you know what they're referring to and what they're joking about um is this for the most part is it canon with the star wars movies or is like the lego series kind of separate well, when they first started, they claimed that it was canon, like the, um, what do they call it? The, um, I think it's called the Freemaker Adventures or something like that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I have lost track. <laughs> the, the Disney canon has kind of gotten out of control because not only do you have the live action, but you have all the books, the comic books, the, you have the television shows with Rebels and Clone Wars and Rise of the Resistance. And, and even there, I, I was a little bit surprised. They make fun of Galaxy's Edge quite a bit. There's, there's a, a, quite a few jokes about Batu and, and stopping over the gift shops and get Batu and stuff like that. So that was funny. I, I, I was a little surprised that they did that, but that's supposedly canon. So who knows, who cares? Um, but, uh, but I laughed, that's all I really care about. It was funny to me. So you can cut all that out if you want. Uh, yeah, I will you cut want that out, it. but we just had a Star Wars rant. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, I gave so I gave the Star Wars. Uh, I I guess oop, I didn't give it a score. I just said fresh. Um, so I would give this one three point seven five out of five. It was funny. It made me laugh. So that's what its job is to do. <laughs> and uh, so if people like star wars then i think you'll enjoy this and you have a lot of fun as a family it was definitely one of the more like just joyous fun uh things to happen in star wars for a while um oh i remember what i was gonna say also blue and green milk boo <laughs> it's disgusting don't it's the, i think i've only had them once the blue milk I kind of liked. It tasted like Fruit Loops. The green milk, I don't know what was wrong with it. It didn't taste good. They both also, tasted like perfume to me. Those noodles uh, that are purple and white and they change color, they're disgusting. <laughs> don't eat them. Just don't get them. Yeah. Yeah. Blue and green milk, down on that. Gross. Uh, but the Ronto wrap, thumbs up. Oh, that's That good. was delicious. That's, that's good food. Also, it's way overpriced. $12. But if you get still. the kids chicken nuggets, don't be surprised that you just get a block of square chicken. It's yeah. not chicken nuggets. It's just the, <laughs> it tastes good. Don't get me wrong, but you're going to have to use a knife and a fork. Not yeah. It's not chicken nuggets. I forget nuggets. what they call that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah. Oh, I miss Disneyland so much, <laughs> but, um, five stars to Disneyland. <laughs> miss you if you want a little bit i guess of that the they do have the sims 4 now expansion pack where you can play in batu i haven't done a oh, playthrough really? yet of it i want to do it for my channel because i'm really excited fun. to play through that game that'd be fun well and there's also tons of content about disneyland on disney plus mm -hmm. so if people haven't looked at the imagineering uh documentaries and some of the stuff they have there's a lot of really fun stuff over there so Anyway, so there we go. That is what we had to discuss for this episode. Let us know what you think of all the different stuff that we talked about, all the different films. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And Amy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at It's Amy Craig.
Yes. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast, The Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. That means a lot to us. We also have our patron group, which is really fun. And we have coming up, we'll let you know the dates and everything, but we have our watch along for December. That's going to be with Greg McBride on watching A Heavenly Christmas. It's going to be so fun. And so sign up today. We also have our merch store, which has tons of festive designs, including a Star Wars inspired design and a lot of really great stuff that's all on sale this week. So if you're looking for gifts for the Hallmarky, the Christmas fan, the Hardy in your life, we have everything. We got you covered. So take a look over there. We would really appreciate it. Any support for the podcast. Uh, and we'll have all that in the description. You can check it out. So thanks so much and Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. Bye.